behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Well, there's always next year, which is apparently the anthem of Minnesota Vikings fans everywhere, because yes, it's true, folks. The Vikings will not be going to the Super Bowl, or actually will not be winning the Super Bowl for the 58th straight season. They have been eliminated from playoff contention. The 2023 season is done, and we can now look forward to the reckless speculation in the offseason that is 2024. Welcome into the Score North Taxi Squad, everyone. My name is Jason Stormer, along with Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson, as well as a special guest today, last second, Grant Wengstern joining us from My Talk 1071, joining us to talk about the end of the Minnesota Vikings season. How are you guys feeling? Um, are you disappointed that ultimately football is over here in this town? Or ultimately, guys, are you feeling a little optimistic that, all right, it wasn't the Vikings' best season and hopefully they can rebound and have a better 2024? Take it away, AJ. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it depends on what they do with this, like, with this pick that they're going to have, you know, um, optimism from 2024 depends on what you're doing in the off season. We, we, we all know the, the multiple elephants in the room, Kirk cousins. We don't know if he's coming back or not. I know Quasey has verbally said, Hey, I would love to have him back in purple, but then he, the second half of that statement is, Hey, he's got to play ball too. You know, they, they can't break the bank on a guy who is what 35, 36 coming off an ACL tear or Achilles tear, excuse me. Um, Justin Jefferson, he's heading into the last year of his deal, but I think it's fully expected that if he's not extended by uh, training camp and everything like that, that he's just not going to play. We're going to have the same ear infection that uh, TJ Hawkins had had uh, prior to this past season. And then Daniil Hunter, Daniil Hunter, who knows what's going on there. I know he also is on, you know, on tape said, Hey, I'd you know, I've, I've been with Minnesota for nine years. I, I, this is all I know. I really enjoyed here. I love the culture with all, all this stuff, but you know, just like uh, a, ki- a kid heading off to college, there's stuff to explore, you know, as, as fun as it is with mom and dad at home, he might want to uh, see what else is out there and, and go bunk up with some new roomies out, uh, out West or out East or something like that. So, um, there's a lot of questions. It starts with the draft, and this is where Quasi Adolfamenza has been uh, maybe not the best. That first draft class, you look back maybe. at it, and it's just cringeworthy. Cringeworthy. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you could say, you know, Jordan Addison, that pick last year was great. Well, you know, given the spot where they picked in the cream of the crop there, Jordan Addison almost was the obvious pick. So it's hard to really uh, – what, what's the – What's the saying? You know, somebody ends up on third and they think they hit a triple. Being born on triple or being born on third base? No. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. So yeah, it's uh, it it really comes down to that. But I'm I, I'm excited because there it, it should be a very eventful Vikings news filled off season. So uh, is is my am I, am I uh, optimist about it? No, I'm not sure. Not quite yet. Ask me in like um, ask me in August. Grant, how are you feeling about everything? I mean, we haven't had you on the show yeah. now since uh, the Vikings-Colts game from last year because you, me, and Artis went to that game. That uh, was the best comeback in NFL history, Very. and it was a whole lot of fun. But, you know, we we talked to you all throughout the season. We've been keeping tabs of just how you felt about this team and everything like that, and you've definitely been on this roller coaster with us. So now that the season's over, for you, Grant, how you feeling about everything, and how do you feel going into 2024? I do not like how they ended the season 
Um, it was very lackluster. I know that we had a tough schedule there, and the Packers were playing well. I get that two games against the Lions. It's a tough three. Um, but, you know, even that Cincinnati game, it's just I wish we would have shown a little bit more just something to hold on to going into next season. That would have been nice rather than kind of just lay flat like they did the last four games of the season, essentially. Um, I know we came up close there for a couple of them, but it just and I know we're you're handcuffed with the with with the backup quarterback being your fourth quarterback of the year. So I, I get that. But it just seemed like we weren't getting it from other parts of the team. You know, and Ty mm-hmm. Chandler stepped up there. We had we kind of got some identity into a running game. Right. But other than that, I just didn't I, I feel like they fell flat at the end of the season, um, which is not the most encouraging thing going into next season. Um, but like AJ said, I agree. It kind of depends on what they do with this pick coming up here because, you know, I mean, what is it, 11, you guys? Are we mm-hmm. picking 11? Yes, sir. That's, yep. that's one of the better picks we've had in a while. I'm kind of excited about it. But I've also said this to you guys many times. I think that, and I personally, I, I, I just, I want Kirk Cousins back on this roster for next year. Even if we draft someone that is eligible, I want, I want, I want to see like what Jordan Love did. I want him to, like what they used to do with quarterbacks, you know, give the young man some time to sit back, learn a little bit get the system, then come into play. Don't put him under that pressure and put all that pressure on him where he could break, maybe maybe not whoever the quarterback is, and then you're just stuck with another wasted draft pick. So I would like to see us re-sign him if he's willing to work with us money-wise. Obviously, I'm not going to go give the farm to this guy, but, I mean, we've given him $185 million in his tenure here with us. I think he can give us a little bit of a discount. That's all, but who knows if he actually will. Do you think they should draft a quarterback in the first round? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I think they do. I think they should. If and when you look at what's available, I mean, there's some decent quarterbacks there. I, I and where we're at, and you look at who's ahead of us and who needs a quarterback. Who, who where do you guys think we're going to be picking quarterback wise when it comes to the teams that are ahead of us? Well, I think for sure Caleb Williams, Drake May, and uh, Daniels, the LSU kid. I mean, they're going to be top five picks. I think those three for sure will be long gone, even by like top five. Um, Penix I've been look- might be there though. Pen Penix. Uh, I, I don't know if Penix did enough in the college football playoffs to warrant being more than a second rounder, which sounds insane because he was obviously like the most talked about quarterback throughout that entire time. But I've been looking at just some mock drafts over the last couple of days, and I'm still not seeing a lot of Michael Penix in the first round. Not that I wouldn't be open to that for the Vikings, but just, just maybe not at 11. I'd probably wait till maybe later in the first round or early in the second round to maybe target a guy like him. I'm also, I mean, no, not, I if we're going to just go right into the Penix stuff too. I mean, he also has two ACL tears, too. Now, I don't. Are those on the same knee? Does anybody know if those are on the same knee by chance? The Michael Penix ACLs, because if that's the case, that's that's not as worrisome for me. But if it is the same knee, then we might potentially be dealing with chronic issues down the road, which not is. I mean, that might not be he might not be dealing with that kind of stuff right now. Um, But yeah, I mean, this kind of ducktails into the overall conversation of the offseason, guys. What should we do at the quarterback position? Grant's already alluded to the kind of what he was open doing, bringing back Kirk, but also bringing back or maybe drafting a quarterback as well. What do you guys think the Vikings really are leaning towards right now? We just also had Quasi Adolfo Mensa come on, do a press conference saying he has every intention to bring Kirk Cousins back. So... Is that going to be the case, or do you think a deal won't be reached between the two sides and Kirk goes to free agency and maybe he's offered a whole lot of money and then forces the Vikings' hand to uh, draft a quarterback? What do you guys think ultimately will happen here? The thing that's most frustrating about this draft is, do you guys remember that uh, that little game down in Las Vegas, that 3 nothing debacle that they decided to pull yeah, out of so the, their, their rear end? <laughs> yeah. If they lose that game, or in matter of fact, any other game, and they have one less win, 
they're not picking 11th. They're picking sixth. Yep. Mm. Six. Man. And, and the top order right now, Bears at number one from Carolina, Washington two, New England three, Arizona four, San Diego five. So when you're saying that those guys will be gone in the top five, Carolina or Chicago, are they sticking with fields? It's a question. You know, they don't might not need a quarterback. Washington seems to be doing well with their guy, but I would definitely grab someone. New England needs a quarterback. Arizona doesn't need a quarterback, and L.A. doesn't need a quarterback. So that top five. Is Arizona committed to Kyler? I think they Do are. Do we know that for sure? We don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty they sure him. they will. They, they paid him, right. Him, yeah, long term. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be there. So <laughs> there, there will be a guy there. My only question at this point, and I know I've been in the camp of, you got to go with a younger guy, you got to draft a guy. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to bring Kirk back... It's kind of like, I mean, do you want to waste the 11th pick on a quarterback? Very good point. That's, that, that's, that's, my, only, that's my only drawback. That's if, my only question. But, I mean, mm-hmm. at the on the opposite end of the spectrum, this may be your one opportunity to take a shot at a young quarterback this high up in the draft. Because I can't remember the last time the Vikings had this high of a pick as mm-hmm. of as of late. So, it, yeah, it's kind of up in the air. Um, I mean, ultimately, I like the foundation that the, that the Vikings have, especially on offense. You know, I think you bring back Justin Jefferson. I know some may disagree. Uh, if he wants to say that, I'll let him say that. But uh, I think you bring back Justin Jefferson. You know, I like the fact that you have Jordan Addison. You have a solid tight end in Hawkinson. The offensive line showed a lot of promise this year. It wasn't amazing, but they showed a, a ton of promise. And I do want to see a full season, even though it didn't start the greatest. I do want to see a full season potentially with Kirk or an experienced quarterback as good as Kirk at the quarterback position to see how the season goes because – I mean, we saw them kind of pull magic out of the hat throughout the season, even without Kirk and without Justin Jefferson throughout the season. So you can only imagine how they would look for an entire season, all of them together. Um, I think it could be special, especially if the defense can continue to play how it played for a vast majority of the season. I do think you have to improve this defense. Still, I think there are some holes there. But I, I just I don't know. I, I, I have to wait maybe until after the playoffs to really say what they should do with the 11th pick because I, I really don't know. I'm kind of in between on it. I, I, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent because I almost want to go defense. I almost want to go yeah. defense with that pick. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Hey, AJ, go ahead. Kill me, AJ. Kill me. Take, take me out. Take Gross. me out, AJ. We need no. cornerbacks, dude, and edge rushers. I'll tell you why you should be dead set racers blinding on for a quarterback. Because okay, if you okay. bring back Kirk Cousins, you're not going to be drafting this high. You're, he's nope. going to come back exactly. and you're going to win eight that, yeah. games minimum or more. And you're not even going to be drafting close to this again. And true. Mm-hmm. Michael Penix Jr. just did you a favor by stinking up the college football championship yep. game. He just played bad enough to slide down to 11. You may not have. We were talking maybe a week ago about how they're going to have to package a third rounder and blah, 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 and look to another pick, blah, 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 just to get up to like six with the hope that he's still there. He can be there at 11 now. And this guy, I know he's got the injury history and everything, but you know what else he's got? The skill. We've seen it. I'm not going to let one game against the team that went 15 and 0 on the biggest stage. Granted, Fair. it's the biggest stage you want to you want to see him perform. I understand that side of the coin. Yes, I want to see what he does to respond because you saw the po- the the, the post uh, game press conference stuff. I thought he was pretty well held together. He was still very professional. But I, from everything we've seen and all the write ups we have about him, he seems like the guy that's going to use that as motivation to only get better. He's only going to go to an empty dome to work on throwing routes. He's only going to take, you know, more more reps to get better so that when that next time comes around, frankly, I don't give a crap whether he wins the uh, college football playoff or not. I want to see him win a Super Bowl, and that's what mm. he's going to do. He already looks good in purple. 
Just Not just skill wise. Just about to say it. I'm just about to say it. He's already used to it. <laughs> he just played bad enough and did you a favor, Quasi. Yep. Take that favor and run with it. Because if other teams are gonna uh, are gonna pass on him just because of that, do that. I and this movie is terrible. Draft day, Kevin Costner. I want you to on the on the day of the draft, write down <laughs> only Michael Penix Jr. Write it down, put it in your pocket, and if you want to call. Uh, you know, whoever the linebacker is in that movie, whose name I escapes my mind right now, you are going with the guy you're going with your Ray Jennings. You're going with Michael Penix jr. That is the guy who will be there and you're never going to get that chance again. While Kirk cousins is your quarterback. And if you do bring him back, that's a win-win too. Guess who else is pretty solid? That guy, Aaron Rodgers, for the majority of his career so far, I know he had the injury, so we don't really know if he still got it or not now, if he's going to come back. But guess what he did? He sat behind a really good quarterback. And I know Brett Favre is way leaps and bounds better than Kirk Cousins, but you need a guy who's established and good in this lead uh, league to be able to mentor a young, impressionable quarterback. And that's what Michael Penix Jr. is going to be under Kirk Cousins. He's going to learn. He's going to be a sponge. He's going to absorb everything. Kirk Cousins, I think he knows now, and he was talking in his press conference uh, after uh, the season ended. He, I, I want to say it was Tuesday morning. He understands that, People are going to draft. There's always the next quarterback. There's always the predecessor, and there's always that that um, that plan in place. And he, I think he's now open, especially following this injury, to be more of a mentor rather than the spotlight guy. He's able to still come in, and he's going to lead the team, and there's nobody taking QB1 away from him day one, but he's going to be able to go in, watch film, and say, I did this for this reason. You're going to see this read and do this because of this, and blah, blah, blah. That's why you need to draft this quarterback now, because if Kirk still wants to come back, he's still going to play. You're going to get to reap the awards of that, but you're not going to have a chance to get a guy like Michael Penix Jr. next year or the year after if Kirk Cousins is still here. Yep. Ring in endorsements. I think AJ is going to vote for uh, Michael Penix Jr. for president in the upcoming election. Just going to do a write-in ballot right there. Hey, I don't even so, care what his foreign policy AJ, is. Let's go. Hey, AJ sold me. I, I Like I said, I, I was... Um, I'm still a little indifferent, but what AJ said makes yeah. sense. Because, again, I don't know if, if you're going to have this opportunity again. You're not. And I am a fan of Penix. I, I really am. And I, I, I'm i in the same camp of, like, I'm not going to judge him too much off of the national championship. I'm not. Like, bad games happened. He had a rough game. It was it was a tough night. But and Michigan is an It was very team. tough. So yeah, Michigan's going to have, like, 12 players drafted. It, it's, it's absolutely insane. They're a professional team, and it's going to launch Jim Harbaugh right back into the NFL. Remember when he was almost our head coach, guys? That, that was fun. That was a whole Harbaugh. lot of fun. I'm glad he's yeah. not. Yeah. Really? Huh? Even after yeah. all even after all that, you I've still... told you guys this. Yeah. I have a connection to him. I went to University of San Diego where he was the head coach the four years. His first head coaching job was with University of San Diego where I was at the four years of my first round of college. And um, all of my friends that played for him, yeah, he knew what he was doing, but they did not like him. Now, this mm. Michigan man, this whole, I understand it's he can build that culture, so I'm not taking that away from him. But I just I, I I like the young Kevin O'Connell we got. I don't want an older curmudgeon. And I think he's a great coach. And yeah. he's gonna probably go to I say San Diego, but LA maybe. And I think he's gonna be great there. But I don't I'm glad we didn't get him personally. That's just my personal It would have been fun though. It would have been fun to watch him do the press conference and everything. It would have been a very lively uh can't, like he would have just been a lively candidate. I mean, I he think would, yeah, yeah. I think the Vikings didn't really. I mean, maybe after interviewing, they kind of realized maybe this isn't the guy for us. But considering all the curmudgeonness of Mike Zimmer and everything like that, I don't know if they wanted to deal with another kind of older. 
kind of football guy. And that's uh, that's why we got KOC. And I think we're all still pretty happy with the job that he's been doing so far, even if the Vikings have come down a little bit uh, here in 2023. But guys, I mean, we got some pending free agents beyond just Kirk Cousins. Obviously, he's the big one, but we also got guys like Daniil Hunter, KJ Osborne, DJ Wanham, who really showed out uh, really this season for the Vikings before he got hurt. Dalton Reisner, uh, Jordan Hicks, uh, Greg Joseph, who very quietly has kind of quieted down anybody who was criticizing the Minnesota Vikings kicking game, at least towards the end of Mike Zimmer's era. He is an unrestricted free agent, too. So, guys, uh, who are some of these free agents that you would like to see prioritized by the Minnesota Vikings in terms of bringing back? And who maybe would you be more willing to let go? And also, this is a total conversation back into Kirk. I mean, you can make the argument by letting go of Kirk. You got more money freed up to bring these guys back. So... What are you guys leaning in that department? Do you want to have all this extra money to sign some of these free agents to go get some free agents as well? Or, you know, are we okay with just with the fact that the quarterback position was such a mess for the Vikings that we're okay with paying the quarterback position in 2024? What do you guys want more cap room for other positions or the quarterback? Who wants a shot at that list? I mean, man, that, that list, you rattle off. Yeah, me, I like, can go yeah. back. I can go back. The KJ Osborne one, I didn't realize that one's interesting. I don't know. That one intrigues me because mm. that three deep that we got with Addison, Osborne, and um, Jefferson. Jefferson, obviously the big one, that's a trio I don't want to break up. That one, I mean, obviously the Daniil's the one you want to keep and all those other names, but that that, that K.J. Osborne one is kind of it intriguing might be an to me. One. Even though he has some rough games down the stretch. He had some he bad did. drops this he season. Rough but ones, he also man. had some games that kept, that if it wasn't kept for him, we alive. wouldn't have won. When that mid, that mid strain when Jefferson was gone. He was the focal point of that offense. That's I don't think true. we're going to be able to pay him. I don't either. I, I don't think. I just don't think so. <laughs> say all that and say, hey, when he's uh, not I know that's, back. that's a sad thing. And, and I yeah. like KJ, too. He's a solid wide receiver three. And honestly, before the season started, I was high on him, too. I want him to be the wide receiver two of this team. I want him to hold off Jordan Addison as long as he possibly could. But Jordan Addison's just that good of a player. And I just, yeah, I mean, they, they got some younger wide receivers, too, like Jalen Naylor. And stuff like that. And uh, Tristan Jackson had a couple good games for the Vikings, too, as well. Maybe some guys that can, they can grow up on the practice squad and stuff. I, I don't know if KJ is going to be coming back. Um, I, I'd like him back, but I just don't I just don't see it happening. DJ Wandham, though, despite the what was an oblique that ultimately put him on IR and ended his season. Man, considering the lack of pass rushing besides uh, Daniil Hunter on this Vikings team, I just, if you can find a way to keep him, that that is probably, besides Daniil Hunter and Kirk Cousins, the one free agent I would prioritize the most because you, you don't have anybody else besides those two guys. And I don't know what the offseason rehab is going to be like for Wanham and everything like that. I'm assuming he's going to be ready for training camp, ready for preseason games, and he'll be good to go and everything. But now, granted, I'm a little gun shy because, guys, Marcus Davenport was probably one of the biggest free agency whiffs this team has had in several <laughs> years. Uh, and, I mean, well, what do you do? I mean, granted, like, his injuries are really hard to come back from and everything like that. But the guy kind of, like, disappeared as the season went on. He really didn't do much media availability and everything like that. So I'm all for DJ Wanham. I really am. I know there's some injury history there uh, right now, but the pass rush is just non-existent with this team, especially if Daniil's gone. If we end up keeping keeping Kirk and we don't have enough money for Daniil, then who is going to run? I mean, Jonathan Bullard was okay this season at times. Patrick Jones, I think Jonathan Bullard actually is also an unrestricted free agent. So no guarantee that he is coming back either. So... Man, this is a this is almost talking me into drafting somebody on defense in the draft. I don't know. Like, I'm just the way I'm talking right now <laughs> makes me feel like, I'm man, doing, maybe that I'm is doing. just 
<laughs> he doesn't I'm want you, anything AJ. to hear said, it. No, you can't. You, we're never gonna. Ha- we're not gonna have this number unless we just let Kurt go is, and we rebuild. This is a deep class. This is true. I mean, this is one of the deeper NFL quarterback draft classes that we have in a long time. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there will be somebody in the second round there for the Vikings if Penix and Bonix guys like that fall to the oh, second oh, round. Oh, maybe you not just say that name. You Bo not Nicks, just say Bo Nix. No. The guy that I'm seeing on several <laughs> other mock drafts being drafted higher than Michael Penix. I, look, no. I'm not a pro- I don't know what I'm no, talking no, about no, most of no, the time. No, no, no. I'm just going off what the experts say. Who is so, drafting Bo Nix above Michael? Who? I want names. I want right. names. I want names. Yeah, 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 no. CBSSports.com. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, yeah, I mean, how can we draft the guy that the Gophers beat in the Outback Bowl back in 2019 when he was playing for Auburn? How could we possibly do that? He can't row the boat. We can't have him be in Minnesota, everything like that. I, I, I don't know. Now, I'm just speaking from a situation where I just want the Vikings to find their Jalen Hurts someday and find that quarterback in the second round like they did and stuff like that. I'm a romantic in that kind of way. Maybe that could happen for the Vikings. But I, I am leaning with more towards you guys. I mean, these quarterbacks, even if they're being mocked later in the rounds, I mean, they're such valuable pieces that, you know, players will reach higher and earlier in rounds to go get them. So, yeah, even if Michael Penix and Bonix like aren't being like mocked highly, I mean, I think teams will still end up reaching for them, and they'll be at least top twenty picks. I would imagine. Huh. I would imagine. But one guy, I, I don't know. But here's the thing, guys. Too oh, it, like this also inspires like the Vikings to potentially trade down if this is their plan to get one of these quarterbacks. And I know that Vikings fans are sick of the team doing that. I think the epitome of that was a couple years ago when they could have gotten the, um, uh, the safety for the Ravens, Kyle Hamilton, who's been awesome for that defense. Uh, they ended up making that trade to Detroit. They took Jameson Williams and we ended up uh, moving back and taking Lewis seen who uh, kind of been a bust so far. Hate to say that word, but I mean, he's barely played in the first couple seasons for the Vikings. So, uh, anyway, it's AJ. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy who is a free agent who is I, he's kind of flying under the radar for how what he did this year for the Vikings, mainly because he came in so late. Um, and this isn't one of the bigger name guys, but I think you can get him back on a decent deal, and that's Dalton Reisner. Yeah, he came in I agree. and heading he into week eighteen, he didn't allow a sack on four hundred and twelve yep. pass blocking snaps. The the main question I have and the main regret that I have for him is why didn't they get him in here sooner? Yeah. That would have been amazing the first few games under Kirk Cousins, you know? Yeah. Um, they literally had him in the building. That's what I'm saying. And they didn't, and didn't sign pen him. to paper. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um, and I know weird. I know he kind of and granted it's the PR tour, so I understand him probably saying these kind words, but he said, you know, he loved it here. Uh he liked the facility, he loved the coaching staff, he loved the guys in the locker room, he loved the feel in the locker room. Yes. Um and I just don't think that's a guy that's going to like break the bank either way. And he performed. He yeah. performed. Keep him. You have to keep him. I'm with that's you, a guy that I think they, they should lock that up sooner than any of the other guys. You know, that I could agree. be the, that's a pedestal to, you know, Hey, now, now we move on, you know, you just, you allot whatever money you can get it as low as possible because you're going to have other much bigger whale deals that you're going to have to take care of. Dalton Reisner needs to be back in purple uh, in 2024. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, for me, definitely Reisner, definitely Daniil Hunter. That's to me, that's the biggest one. I yep. want to bring back Daniil because yeah. at one point I feel like he could have been a defensive player of the year. I got a lot of, you know, people like what, but like no, like he was statistically just dominating um, on the defensive side of the ball and really was pretty much an anchor for that defense. I don't know how you guys feel about Jordan Hicks. Love um, him. Lot, he, great I, locker room guy, especially too. He he definitely seemed to be a a guy that was able to lead that locker room and everything like that. And even if. 
maybe his play wasn't as missed when he went down with the car- car- compartment syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his presence just in the locker room was missed for sure. Yeah, so. for sure. I also, Brandon Powell is a name I wouldn't want to yep. bring back. That's what I was yeah. just looking yeah. up. Yeah. I was just yeah. looking him up. In a yeah. weird way, That's I'd a be... name I want to bring back. He's yeah. a guy I want to bring back. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, he was... He flashed a lot, you know, in the absence of Justin Jefferson. He oh. flashed a lot, made a lot of plays. Took a lot of um, hits. Took too. a lot of hits. Took a lot of hits. Yeah. Tough guy, reliable hands. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not the greatest of the greatest, but if you're not going to re-sign KJ. He's a perfect. Uh, that, Honestly, that was going to be my next point. Did, I don't think KJ had a better season than Powell. I mean. I, I really don't. I mean, maybe statistically the numbers are there, but in terms of the reliability, um, I thought it was pretty equal between those two guys. So yeah. Powell's going to be the cheaper guy no matter what. Yeah, let's he, just not line him up for tush pushes, if you don't mind. Let's keep Brandon <laughs> Powell out of that that, that particular player. Yeah. yeah. Well, one guy I I, I kind of want them to let go is Johnny Munt. Um, really, I, I, the backup I, tight end. I just, <laughs> I just don't know, man. Like, it just, it just I, is he costing us a lot of money? I just I don't, I don't know, so. but let him go. Like. I, <laughs> It's just like he's really not productive to me like that. I don't think his hands are very reliable. Like I don't know, and it's no offense to him. I just don't know what he does good enough to make. If I don't, I don't know how much money he's making. It's just full disclosure. I Can't just have much. the list of free agents, and he's one that popped out, and I'm like, Johnny, let, let him go, let him go, let him go. You could, you could, you could put somebody else in that spot. Maybe draft a tight end late in the draft, maybe and fill that spot. I just, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. Man. That's one name. I that hope you don't run into. Yeah, I hope you don't run into him at like the grocery store or hey, something I, like I, that. I, I say, look, no offense, man, but you just don't flash. <laughs> you just don't flash. You know what I mean? Like he he's not a, a top. Did he have one catch? I think on I, Sunday he had a decent. He had a decent grab on Sunday, but that was a, I think that might have been the only. Didn't he have a really bad fumble earlier in the year too, when that the Vikings were just on their fumbling? Kansas City, ever. I think wasn't that was it Kansas City the first drive on Kansas City? Something yeah. like that. Is he number yeah. eighty four for the Vikings? I'm, no, that's Josh Oliver. That's Josh Oliver. Although that number and, should be retired because that's Randy Moss's number. It it's a travesty it that Vikings be. players can still wear that number anyway. I'm done. He should be. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's done. just he's just he's he's a guy that I just. Nah, I'm just, <laughs> yes. I'm not, what if know, the Eagles signed Johnny? I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm still not a fan. <laughs> so, so I, I'd, be, I'd be disappointed. Howie, what, what are we doing? Here? What are we doing? I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. I don't think he. Would, I don't think he would do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are the names for sure that that pop out to me for sure. Um, yeah. Definitely agree on DJ Wanham too. Um, those are the names for me that for sure pop out though that I would want to resign. And then you got the draft. You got other guys that'll pop up in free agent that'll be free agency that'll be yeah. available. Um, and that's just the bummer thing. I didn't even look at like upcoming free agents across the NFL just because I just assumed what I believe what 36 or 39 million dollars worth of cap right now for the Vikings. I just don't expect a very uh, a, a vibrant free agent spending spree for this team as it currently See if stands. You could upgrade the corner position though. You have yeah. to because, upgrade the, if because you don't, you don't do that to the draft. You have to do that through free agency. Because I was very high on Byron Murphy. Um, coming into this season, and I do feel like he had moments, but for the most part, man, like guys were gashing the Vikings on the outside on his side of the field, and I it wasn't a pretty side. I thought Byron was a guy that could maybe even be a guy that shadowed top notch receivers, and I'm not saying I viewed him as a guy that could shut a receiver down, but I viewed him as a guy that could come in and you know make some noise, make some plays, get some PBUs, some interceptions, and make big time plays. And I'd have to view the numbers, but just going off of a broad kind of thought process on how I viewed the season. He's another guy who didn't flash nearly enough for me this this past season. I don't know how y'all feel about him, but he didn't he didn't flash enough for me this past season. There's going to be some guys out there. You know, mm-hmm. guy from the Bears, I'm blanking on his name right now. He'll be a free agent. Um which position? Johnson Corner. 
Uh, Jalen Johnson? Yes, Jalen Johnson. And I don't think things are great with him in that organization. I don't think a long-term contract has worked well for two sides. That's definitely definitely a name I would would definitely reach out for. If we can afford him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's see what the price. Let's see what the price tag is looking like. We need to see what the price tag of Kirk Cousins is going to be first. That's a great point, and we don't know that. You know, we all sit here and we talk about we're not going to have money because Kurt's going to take all this money. Maybe he's not. Like Uh I said, we gave the man $185 million. You can, and he made $45 million in Washington. That's true. But so, he's never been the guy. He's, Kirk Cousins is always that guy. I mean, he's a businessman. He's you a businessman. Like, there, there's a point in time discount. when you get to your career where, biz, like, look at the guys that want to win versus when you got $240 million sitting in your bank account, do you need any more? I agree. You're taking care of generations upon generations. So this is a point in time where do you want to go to Atlanta and hang out with your wife's family or do you want to hang out here and potentially win? I want to win. Oh, yeah? I mean, those are like kind of the options. But the one thing I want to bring up, my question, I'm sorry to interrupt, because you were talking about price tags. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about Daniil Hunter. You know, Nick Bosa, $170 million. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack, $141 million. Yeah. Joey Bosa, $135. Miles Garrett, $125. What do you guys think the price tag for Daniil Hunter is going to be? Throw those numbers out there again. We got $170 million, $170 million for Nick Bosa. Each one's paid. $100 million, right? Yeah, $141 it's gonna be for that Khalil for sure. Mack, Joey, Joey Bosa, $135. Miles Garrett, $125. I think he can get to at least a hundred. I think. Yeah, yeah. I really he will think be at least like one ten, and you would hope that over he five signs years for that. You would hope. I mean, he because he's not Miles Garrett. Like he, he's really good, but he's not one twenty five Miles Garrett good. But I could see him asking for a number that's so because he might not be that good. But what he means to this defense is, is worth that amount. Yes. So I. I don't know. I, I would guess somewhere between 110, 120. That would be my guess. You'd have to hope that he's like, okay, I'm, I'm cool with that on the low end. Opposed to, no, I want 125. I want 130 because I might not be him, but I am him to this team. He's 20, and that's the, you know. He's 29 years old, and this is going to be, what, his first big, big contract, yeah. right? Yeah, I believe Because so. his agent screwed up his first, his first one with one. the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the Vikings, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he is going to be taking any pay cuts. That's, yeah. yeah. But, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, what do you guys think? I'm, I'm just looking around right here. I'm just looking online for Daniil Hunter contract projections. And I'm seeing actually a lot of three-year deals, surprisingly, okay. huh. um, for like $65 million. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I could absolutely do it. That's, <laughs> it, that's, <laughs> that's more than num, 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 num. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about just a little over $20 million a year. Um but again, considering how premium pass rushers are in the NFL, Daniel's going to go to market. Like he's not going to sign a straight up extension with the Vikings. He's going to go to market, and I just I feel like he can do better than that. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, just because I I don't know who else is really on the market for premium pass rushers. I mean, these guys just don't really come on. Like guys like Daniel just don't get out there that often. So. If we're worried about somebody throwing the bag at Kirk Cousins, I actually would tell Vikings fans be more worried about the bag that's going to be thrown at Daniil Hunter. 100%. Because you probably have an easier time of bringing back Kirk Cousins. You can get things financially to work out a little bit easier that way. But Daniil, I mean, he's already been through the ringer in terms of just not making the adequate amount of money he probably should have been up to this point in his career. So he's just going to want to make as much money possible. But on the flip side of that... Did all the uh, out-of-season press conferences saying, I want to be back in Minnesota. Uh, I love it here. I've spent my entire time here. I don't know what anything else is outside of Minnesota. So, again, we just don't know truly how much Daniil is actually chasing dollars or if he's just 
trying to keep things comfortable in his life and everything like that. And then you just really don't know what the intentions of a player are. Every time do it. Every time a big name free agent comes up like that, they always want to reset the market. And I'm hoping that that's not the case. I'm hoping that that's not the case. I don't know because he could be like he could. uh, Do we think Daniel can reset the market? TJ Hawkinson was able to AJ. reset the market. I want to hear AJ. He just shook his head pretty adamantly. What do you What do you think? I do, I like if he was the player that we saw like a few years ago. Yes, absolutely. But I when like a TJ Watt or a Nick Bosa is out on the field, I'm like this guy is absolutely getting to the quarterback. Mm, okay. I, I didn't feel that same aura, that same like intimidation. Like he was playing against little kids. You know, like he's he's getting stopped more than I anticipated this season. So reset the market. No. Is he a bad player? Not at all. He's fantastic. But is he reset the market type of player? Depends on how good his agent is. But <laughs> like, think about, I'm about to say, like, think about how many players aren't reset the market good, but reset, like, TJ I mean, reset Cole the market? just finessed the tight end art market, so... That's what and, I'm saying. Like, I mean, granted, you just never know when it when it comes to the. Yeah. They, I think they always play on their value to the team or their value to the organization. Because we all sat here and said, "No, T.J. Hawkinson, he's not. You know, um, Kittle, he's not. Travis Kelsey, he's not. This Kirk Cousins, he's, he's not. I mean, and then all of a sudden, oh, he signs this mega contract, one of the biggest contracts in history. Oh my goodness! And it's like. Wow, congratulations. Congratulations. Like, you just, you know, I, I don't know, man. Let me answer I don't it like know, this, man. Then. Do I think he is? No, but will he? Maybe. I, yeah, yeah. I, that's a coin toss. It's either going to yeah. be really close or he will. You know, like, yeah. um, I will say, just as a quick turning point here, I'm probably going to uh, skedaddle, catch Jesper okay. y- Ballstad's first career start yes. in the NHL. The Great um, Wall of St. Paul. The Great Wall of St. Paul. But, uh, gentlemen, I bid you adieu. Um, and yes, hey, uh, don't you ever say that Bo Nix is going to get drafted against or, or <laughs> Michael Penix again. We we almost need to make a bet. We almost need to make a yeah. bet. And so, so Okay, so is the bet that Bo Nix gets drafted before Michael Penix? Yeah, because that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you going to take so, it? Look yeah, how much, how much you want to do? How much he's you want to do? pondering. How much you want to do? I'm a Christian pondering over here. What do you want to do? Christian, some scratch? I, I just don't. I just, 20 bucks? 20 bucks. So 20 like, bucks. I cannot believe sure. he's really. 20 bucks. If you, if you want to give me $20, then yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm happy to support your financial endeavors, AJ. No problem. All right. It's a bet. Yeah. Shake on it. There we go. There All we right. Go. It's a bet. All right. There we go. Good stuff. Witness <laughs> right here. Yeah. I'll see you guys right. later. All, All right. right man. See you. Enjoy the game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah that's that uh, That is the first bet placed on the taxi squad. Is that legal? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that was a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I don't know. I've, I've heard other shows place butts on, on the air, so it's okay. Uh, yeah, gentlemen, um, just I'm, I'm so I mean, I'm bummed that football is gone now. At least Vikings football is gone. I, I'm like but you, Grant. The best football's I'm, here, though, now. The, the reckless speculation. here. Yes, that's but you're true. right. I agree. I agree with you, Jason. I miss yeah. the Vikings not being on Sundays. But now we've got football Saturday, Sunday and Monday. What's with this Monday Which night football? I am not all season. Okay, <gasps> excuse me for a second. I, got, I do not. After like this, this I got another thing to rant about. But please, go on. 
the Eagles fan. I, I, I just don't. And I don't want to make this solely about the Eagles. I just want to say I don't agree with the Monday night playoff game. I don't game. either. It, it makes no sense because you put whoever wins at a disadvantage, especially if that team who wins has to travel, which both teams will probably have to do, mm-hmm. whether it be Tampa Bay or Philadelphia. They'll have to probably travel to see a San Fran or see a Dallas or you know maybe see a Detroit Lions. Um, that is, it, it makes no sense. And in the case of Philadelphia, I mean, they've had – primetime games all year they've they played Dallas on short rest they played San Fran on short rest it's just like when does it stop like playoff games since I've been born since I remember watching playoff games it's always been Saturday Sunday That's Saturday it. on Sunday. two networks That's on it. two networks yeah it I know what you're gonna talk about Fox next and CBS, but please continue. It's just, that, that's, a, that's my point. It, it makes no sense that. because, you know, it, it it puts you at a disadvantage. Now, one could say, especially with both teams being kind of riddled with injuries at different different key positions, it does help in the moment that they get that extra, game, extra day to rest and recover. And all that's perfectly fine. That's cool. So you could look at it on the bright side. But it's a playoff game, man. Guys are going to come out, you know, probably a little banged up, probably a little sore. And to not have as much rest as your opponent in a playoff game, I think that's absurd. I genuinely think that is absurd. If you're going to do that, okay, make whoever wins that game, they play on the next Monday then. Don't make them come back and play on a – and I know they wouldn't do it on a Saturday, but mm-hmm. make them don't, – don't make them come back and play that following Sunday. It, it, yeah, especially so, – and they're on the road. They're already yeah. at a disadvantage, and, and it's a disadvantage both teams. It's your fault you're at a disadvantage because Philly could have had the one seat. They could have won their division. And same thing with Tampa yeah. Bay. They could have had a better season and had higher seating. I understand mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. But you're already at a disadvantage because of, you know, you don't – you're playing a better team. Let's yeah. just be honest. And you don't have home field. So you can't stay at home. You have to travel. I just think it's it's not fair. Even though you guys do get an extra day of rest for this first playoff game, that's cool. That's cool. But I miss I miss that part. I okay. would I would yeah. rather I would much rather just okay. You just played on Sunday. You mm-hmm. play again on Sunday. I, I would rather keep the regular schedule sure. opposed to let's trade a rest day and um, then take away a rest day. Like come on, not I, for the, not the play not for the playoffs, not it, for the playoffs. I, if, I, if I was the Eagles though, Artis, I would want to play on Saturday though because I want to get the taste out of my mouth out of that Giants game as quick as possible. Yeah, I know I, that might not do you yeah. guys any good. The Eagles might just be broke for the sake of broke and everything like that. But uh, that would just be me and just be like, oh, we played such Sunday. bad football. We just want to get out there and everything. But um, I'd say. Sunday night because AJ Brown's hurt, Devontae's hurt, Jalen yeah. uh, dislocated finger. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, but not Monday, not, not Monday. Monday. And as a fan, I just now you got to wait. Now you got to watch two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, oh, and then no. it's like, oh wait, no. Now, I, now we can get oh, to no. my. Well, do I do appreciate that? <laughs> but they, the, the NFL with the real state of my life has become overwhelming because I love the NFL and I will watch every game. Mm-hmm. But now we get Thursdays, we get Saturdays, we get Sundays, we get Friday, Black Friday. Now yeah. we have a football game. Could you take any more of my free time? Well, yes, I'll give it to you, but stop. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I can tell you right now, even though, yes, uh, there's more NFL than ever, I'm still not downloading Peacock or getting a subscription That's to Peacock. So, that, that, why why I know on why. earth I know are why. you putting the Dolphins and the Chiefs on Streaming exclusive. Pick what me. are you Pick doing? Pick yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You, you I know why. I know why. I know you know why. The Swifties. Mm-hmm. They are going to, and this is as stupid as it sounds, mm-hmm. but 
The Swifties are, there's a reason why Peacock paid for the Kansas City game. Yeah. Because the eyes that want to be on Taylor Swift, and now the amount of people that'll be like, hey, dad, can you get this prescription or your subscription to uh, prescription, (laughs) subscription to Peacock? Because I want to watch a Kansas City Chiefs game. You know how many people are going to download free trials of it. Mm-hmm. Forget that they got the free trial. They're going to make so much money. And if there was one game that people's, and I and I, I love every other team in this playoffs, mm-hmm. but Kansas City for the most part, but the eyes are on them. And it's the Wilders and the Swifties come in drones. And they I will know. bring money. So I, I don't agree with it, but that's exactly why they did it. I know, it's just disappointing because I'm, you know, Obviously, you can't ignore the whole Taylor Swift phenomenon that's taken over the NFL and everything like that. And I'm just trying to think of this as a football fan wanting to watch a good, classic, all-American football game. Yep. This is one of the best playoff matchups you could have asked for in the wild card round. And you're being handicapped by putting it on the streaming service. I thought, like, because it seems like such an experimental thing to do. Maybe it's not because the Prime Video thing's been a thing for a couple years now. But you'd think they'd make the earlier Saturday game, the Peacock game or whatever, just because that's Browns and Texans. Like, no offense to those teams, but that seems like a more experimental trial that you could do this kind of thing. Not Chiefs. Dolphins, you have Tyree Pete coming Hill, back to yeah. Arrowhead for the first time and everything like that. And just, ah, uh, it just. I uh, agree with you, Jason, it, but I'm telling it makes, you. It'll make so much money and, for the NFL. I get that. But I'm not enough of a diehard of this league where I'm not going to get a Peacock's, Peacock subscription because of this. I'm well, you just can get a free not. trial. You can How get much? I'm going to cancel it after a week or something. Yeah, that's what that. I'm saying. That's all they I do. They're going to get people to get free trials yeah. who are going to forget and then they're going to end up paying for it. Or they're going to get people to get it just because. But I, 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 you know, I don't. I wish it wasn't this game. I, I just, I, I just. How much money is too much money? I don't know. Ask her cousins. Yeah, 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 ask her cousins money. in the know, off season. It's, it's like it's 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 so That's it's funny. so the NFL already enough. makes never so enough. you made so much money they this printed, year. They printed. Oh my god! But don't you guys know that this is their model. I mean, look at how they're ex- and this is this is uh, we're, we're kind of I think going off a little bit here, but like. You know, you look at what they're doing in Europe. You're looking what they're doing in Germany now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they are making this a as marketing. This is as much as they can. They will. This is a machine that will eat up as much money as it can for oh, yeah. as long as it's around. Mm-hmm. So this is no change. I mean, we saw this when they put games on YouTube last year yeah. to test out because they were going to put DirecTV NFL ticket on the market. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I also thought it was very interesting that they had the Christmas Day games this year when we all know that the, that was kind of reserved almost for a number of years for the NBA. The NBA was Always. known for the Christmas and, Day games. But it's just the way it's And now. I think that was just yeah. a schedule thing. And, and I, I think the NFL has like, already the, said, like, look, even if Christmas Day in the future is going to be like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, we're, we're not going to play games. Yeah. That's asking too much. Your players. If it's a Thursday, they will. Although it was a hit, I they had three I didn't games watch, on Christmas though, and I didn't watch like, a single could've... second of the NBA on Christmas Day. And normally, like growing up for me, that was kind of a tradition to watch the NBA on Christmas yes. Day. At least have it on the background the whole time, kind of like football on Thanksgiving. But over the last couple of years, the NFL, and I don't blame them. I mean, why not cash in on Christmas Day? Everybody's home unless they're literally at the game watching it in person. I just think the uh, NFL, the NFL is something else. Let's just leave it at that, man. It they're, is. They're, 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 but hey, I, we're here talking about them. Yeah. This is what they want. We we're gonna watch. I mean, no matter who advances I'm next, not watching week that Dolphins. What Chiefs happens? And I'll give you my peacock. <laughs> Oh, wait, that sounded bad. Hey, rewind. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got to wait till the camera's off, buddy. Oh uh, my god! It's, but Jeez. thankfully, thankfully, football fans. I think that is the only game that is actually streaming on Peacock. Yeah. I mean, I think any game that's on NBC, you can also stream it on Peacock by default. But it's not. It's not an exclusive thing. Nope. Or anything like that. It's just I don't. 
Was there even a regular season game that was a Peacock exclusive? Yeah, there, there was, was one. I Does well, that, the, the that sound familiar? Friday, the Black Friday game, wasn't that a Peacock exclusive? And Miami no, played in that game too. Or was that Prime? Was that also it Prime? Because there wasn't a Thursday Prime. game because of all the Thanksgiving Day games, Prime didn't have a third normal Thursday game to play. Uh, so they took that Black Friday game. I didn't even take games off Prime too, because this this whole year, like every time it. I try to tune into <laughs> I don't games watch. on Amazon Prime, it was staticky and like I jumpy watch a and game. like glitchy and I didn't watch a single game on Prime this year. Not a single. Man. I don't have a Prime subscription anymore. I canceled it, even though I'm going to have to renew it so I can watch the boys in Invincible here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's so weird, guys. We have all these avenues in which we can watch the content that we want to watch, and yet somehow it still seems like we get handicapped a billion different ways. Going anyway. going back to what you were saying with mm-hmm. Peacock, uh, they did. This is their first ever playoff, but they did. They, this follows Peacock's first ever exclusive live stream of regular season coverage, which was on December twenty third, Bills Chargers game. Mm. So uh. this is the second time. It's just a week after that they've done this. I mean, it's a little moot point, but I just wanted to make sure we got that right. So fair. So okay. Last last question I have on all this. So what do like the sports bars do? For that Dolphins Chiefs game, do they have to also like subscribe to Peacock and that's how they're going to play, or do you have to already be subscribed to NFL Sunday Ticket or something? No, like well, that? NFL, I just don't get it. NFL anyway, Ticket, well, NFL Ticket, they charge it because I used to own a business that had seats like that, and so mm-hmm. what they do is they, if you get the NFL Ticket and it's a business account, they charge for every seat in there. Ah. so they have a difference between business and personal accounts, and okay. so it'll be the same concept. If if a bar wants to show Peacock, they can't. I mean, you could technically try to get away with doing mm-hmm. your own personal account mm-hmm. and spreading it throughout splitters throughout all your TVs, right. but they'll have a business account that will be much more expensive. It costs a lot more to do this kind of stuff. Like yeah. even an NFL or even a regular um, cable package, not mm-hmm. even just a sports package in any type of service establishment is based, is charged based on seat. I believe mm-hmm. it's what it used to be when I had my business. So that's okay. why they, that's, it's a lot of money again, money, 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 yeah. money, money, money. I guess it makes sense. And they'll only keep going after Doesn't that know. money. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I mean, it, they're not going to change anything. No, it's it's going to go how it's no. going to go. So it's just like, you know, it is what it is. Do what you got to do, NFL. We're going to be the idiots that tune in no. every Sunday, Saturday, Thursday, oh. Tuesday, Monday, whatever what? day. Every like, day. Football Friday, every Christmas, day. Thanksgiving. Just oh. insert the microchip into my brain and just give me football 24-7. Right into my face. I'm ready for it, man. <laughs> whatever at this point. Uh, yeah, but again, this is kind of a moratorium on the Vikings season. It is over, unfortunately. They lost to the Detroit Lions, uh, even though I believe the Panthers-Buccaneers game was already over before the Vikings game ended, so their playoff fates were sealed. But yeah, this is really, truly where the fun begins at uh, Score North with the reckless speculation, because it is just rampant all season long, and this is going to be one of the craziest off-seasons the Vikings will ever have. And obviously, we're going to cover it wall-to-wall, wall-to-wall here on Taxi Squad, Judd's Hockey, Judd's Hockey show i just mentioned just hockey show for a second sorry i'm thinking about the wild and just how excited am I, I am that jesper wallstad is starting for the wild tonight mackie and judd purple daily that's what i meant to say i don't know maybe judd will get into vikings topics on judge hockey show you never really know what comes up on that program especially when aj Fredrickson is his is his producer you just never really know what that program uh will get into uh but gentlemen one season may end but other seasons are still going including the minnesota timberwolves who just continue to find ways to get the job done maybe a little bit more of a shaky week with losses to the pelicans as well as oh i'm completely blanking on the other team that we lost to this dallas. past week dallas thank mm-hmm. you because we carry irvin and and uh luca back. 35 I mean, they both put, yep. and they both put up 35 points yeah. we get 70 points from two guys that was a that was a good game i yeah. mean that was yep. a game i'm okay with losing it was like the phoenix game earlier in the season after we beat the clippers you're not going to get them all i'm okay losing when both those guys are scoring 70 points tonight that's though, tough tonight's the night 
Yes. Yeah. Boston, baby. Yep. Yes. And right now, Wolves are down one point as uh, heading into halftime, it looks like, unless the Celtics make this three-pointer right here. And they don't. So, yeah, 54-53 going into halftime nice. right now. Start. I'm considering no Rudy Gobert tonight for the Wolves, no Mike Conley tonight oh, for the Wolves. They are that. putting That's up a really good fight against the, uh, I believe the Celtics have the best record in the NBA right now. I can't remember yeah, I if we the, still have the second best. Uh, I'm pretty sure number one right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was kind of a so-and-so week for the Wolves. I mean, they're still treading water really well. Um, I don't have the standings in front of me. Number one I seed still. Still the yeah. number one seed. Is Oklahoma City still on our tail yes, they right are now? Yes, they number two, and I think they're either a half game back or they're – no, they're a game and a half back right mm-hmm. now from first spot, okay. first seed. So okay. you got a, a game and a half lead, which is not a lot, especially just early in the season, mm-hmm. but you're number one. That's what yeah. matters. You're number one right um, now. So, But I'm just kind of thankful that now that the Viking season is over, even though that we're bummed about that, we can now fully invest truly into the Timberwolves and even the wild season as well. And considering this has been one of the most exciting wolf seasons that we've had in a long time, I'm excited to do this. And now I can start really like picking it apart. And honestly, guys, one thing I'm just kind of worried about, even though there's not a ton to worry about for this uh, for this team right now, is Kind of what's going on with the bench at the moment, um, more than anything, just the lack of offensive efficiency right now. I believe the bench right now for the Wolves is 24th in offensive efficiency right now. And I'm just wondering if we need to expand our rotation a little bit more. We've been rolling with this eight-man rotation for quite a while with our bench players being Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyle Anderson, and Nas Reed. I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe we need to expand that a little bit, maybe get that more closer to a nine or a 10 man rotation. I know that right now, Jordan McLaughlin is kind of forcing uh, things a little bit, forcing the hands of Chris Finch right now. And that that is exactly what the Wolves need, Um, even though if McLaughlin maybe has been pretty streaky for most of his career up to this point, the Wolves just need a little bit more production from the backup point guard position. We've been talking about that for quite a while now. Shake Milton really hasn't been exactly as advertised as what the Wolves thought they were going to get this uh, this season. But Jordan McLaughlin, in many situations that he has before in seasons past, may just be the little energizer bunny that sparks a little bit more from this offense. But I just this there's again, this is nitpicky kind of stuff because right. this is a 26 and 10 team. And it's even hard to contemplate like these even fathom that the Wolves are even at that point. Right? But if there's one thing I'm going to be worried about, it is the bench scoring, especially if a playoff team when that time comes, is able to neutralize Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, which we've seen before in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If And they, they're playing great right now, by the way. They just had a fantastic game down in Orlando together. They are pairing really well on the court, but if God forbid the same kind of issues that we saw with them on the court together happen in the playoffs. We need this bench to be at a much better offensive efficient rate. Otherwise, I don't know. The Wolves are looking at a pretty high seed as of right now, but they might get tested really, really tough in the first round if they don't figure this out and figure it out soon. Well, no matter who they see in the first round, they're going to get tested. Yeah, because the, the West is... But West, more than the, I would like them to be, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is this is this these are luxuries that we're talking, and obviously there's yeah. still plenty of the season to go, and maybe the Wolves fall back a little bit. Maybe their their youth catches up with them and something like that. But it's just, it's just something to keep an eye on right now. Plenty of time in the season to change things up, but it is is definitely something that could hurt them in the playoffs. And at this point, guys, I'm expecting them to win in the first round, no matter who they're going to play. And I want, and you know, this may be wishful thinking, but I want a pretty efficient series that's done in five or six games, if possible. But if you don't get this figured out, and if Cat and Rudy get neutralized like they did again, then uh, we're going to get pushed way harder than I think that would be at the Wolves fans' comfort level. So I appreciate that concern. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do tell you this. I'm taking this because, you know, 2004. It's been 
20 years. I'm just going to enjoy this damn moment. Yes. I, I agree with you, Jason. I Those are all concerns. But, like, right now, we're tied with Boston going into – I mean, every game now is – Tight. Is, is tight. They're fun to watch. It's pretty much the same team we had last year, which mm-hmm. is why this is so surprising to me. It's like they, the Mike Conley thing. Obviously, you probably have talked about this in the past. That 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 Russell trade for Conley has uh. really made this team mature quite a bit, and I think he's a crucial aspect to like how this team has developed. I mean, obviously, Anthony Edwards is amazing and all this stuff, but I don't know. I just I'm enjoying the moment and. I'm, you know what? If we get past the first round, I'm not trying to be typical Minnesota here, but like we were the only team that beat Denver in their role through the playoffs last year. We were the only team. That and Denver got, talked about how much it, uh, Minnesota was such a tough opponent for and, them. And huh? so yeah. let's let's just mm-hmm. let's let's take it. We're number one in the West right now. I got goosebumps just saying it. <laughs> yeah. See, see, here's the thing. I I was you. I was you just now throughout the entire Viking season yeah. when the Vikings were distracting me and I could just take the Wolves' as gravy and everything like that. But now that the Vikings are over, I have I nothing left. I have nothing to. Cr- Criticize, and now I'm going into going after the Timberwolves. It's very unfortunate. It speaks to my personality more than no, anything. No, I think I, your, your concerns are are very <laughs> They're valid. valid. They're very valid. valid. Yeah. I agree. Our bench is slowing down. It was strong in the beginning of the year. I feel like it's our bench just was an eight man rotation. I don't know. It's just, no. and I know lineups have gotten that much smaller. Not in terms of size, but in terms of just how many guys you have in your rotation. I understand that's kind of how the NBA has become, especially in the playoffs. You limit those rotational guys even more. But it just. Mm, I feel like we could open up a little bit more opportunities, especially with this gaudy record that we've already accumulated up to this point. Maybe Chris Finch can be a little bit more experimental and getting more guys out there and giving them more opportunities to make this more efficient. This mm. is what I will say, guys. Yeah, we've got to get here. something in here. Drop it in. Drop it in. <laughs> get something in. Like Grant said, still kind of early in the season. Mm-hmm. I... And one who understands the importance of the backup point guard position. I, I get it. If you can upgrade there, great. Um, but at the same time, I am very tempted, as I said before, to not change a thing. Nothing. Um, I trust, as far as this bench is concerned, come playoff time, I trust McLaughlin. I trust Kyle Anderson. Nas Reed is different. Yes. He could come mm, in and beyond. literally change your offense night and day. Yep. And, and we have guys like long term. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he could spell for um Carl Anthony Towns. He could spell for Rudy Gobert and yep. just give them time on the bench if guys want to go small. He could do a bit of it all offensively. Defensively he's not great, but he's serviceable. Um and I think he can he he can play really well with a small ball lineup. So I personally wouldn't change anything until after the postseason is concerned. And Jason, I know you don't want to hear this, but Depending on the matchup, I still think that it's such a mental hurdle getting over the first round at this point that no matter who you see, it probably will be a challenge. Sure, sure. I think it's a good challenge, though, because anytime you're trying to get over that type of hurdle, Mm -hmm. it's going to take a bit of time. You're going to make mistakes. You know how I feel about Chris Finch. He's having a good season. He also has to improve. That's come playoff time. That's something that has to get better. And he's just situational timeouts, stuff like that. His rotations, all of that. You talked about his rotations. So we'll see. But I just think that's a mental hurdle that they'll have to get over. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like the rest is kind of of a we'll see type of thing. I think once you get over that hurdle as the Timberwolves, because like, when's the last time they, they've advanced past the first round? I know it's been 2004. When we lost. <laughs> it's Troy, the only time Troy we've Hudson. advanced in the playoffs. Troy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Troy Hudson so became our you, guy. Ooh, once yeah, you get man. over that hurdle, I think it kind of opens up the floodgates for you to advance further. But unless there is a sure fight, one of the best backup point guards in the league, XYZ, or one of the best bench rotational pieces out there you can get uh, via free agency or via trade because the trade deadline is going to approach, 
I probably won't change anything. I'm let it you. ride the rest of yeah. the year. Let it see. See how it goes come postseason time. I expect the Stars to amp their game up, especially Anthony Edwards. And then next season, you'll see exactly what you need to make moves and, pro- and progress the team. So that's 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 what I would personally do. I wouldn't change too much of anything. And now that I'm looking at the 7 through 10 seeds in the Western Conference right now, it's the Mavericks, the Rockets, the Suns, and the Lakers. I mean, and besides the Rockets, no really. Who, the, no, but maybe the besides Suns, the Rockets. Besides the Rockets, yes. Every one of those teams, no They're matter who, you. if you're Oklahoma City, yeah. Denver, even the Clippers are playing fantastic are. this season. And yeah. they just uh, signed Kawhi to an extension. Uh Okay, yeah, I recanted a little bit looking at the standings just because, yes, Phoenix and L.A. have their issues. They might still continue to have their issues going on to the season, but I still expect those teams to make the playoffs just based off the star players that they have. And once those star players are in the playoffs, you're right, they are not going to be easy bounces. No. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, and whoever is maybe on the Houston Rockets if they want to give us a good fight. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, let's take a look at the schedule here coming up for the Wolves in the meantime over the next week before we talk to you guys again um oh that's not the right schedule my my browser felt all right now i got it right here so they're playing boston right now as we speak but then things lighten up just a little bit guys portland they got to play the clippers who again that's not an easy task whatsoever but that game's at home but then they get memphis and detroit after that um and so there's might be a little bit of a break in the schedule here they've played some really daunting teams up to this point and they've been able to tread water even if yeah maybe the wolves yeah sure they're what four and four in their last eight games or something like that technically at this point they just need to like not go on a massive losing streak or anything like that they just need to maintain this record maintain these to- this top seed in the east or in the west at this point i want a top four seed if the wolves don't get that by the end of the season i think i'm going to be a little bit disappointed but also i just can't believe i'm saying that because that was not my expectation going into the <laughs> season like did. this is just fantastic Fantastic. And you're right. I just got to smell the roses a little bit more. Enjoy this basketball team for what it literally is. And just don't let the fact that the Viking season is over. Let me put a damper on it. I'll try to separate the two things. Wait until getting out of the first round is the standard before you say, all right, this is what we need to do to go win a championship. I can't even think about that. We've never even done it but once. That's like a year (laughs) way down in the road that you can't eat. I think in our entire franchise, one time. Yes. One time. And we... Still haven't retired KG's number. But anyway, that's a nah, conversation. That's, that's, for, but that's going to happen once we get rid of Glenn Taylor. Yeah, that's once, a whole Glenn Taylor. Yeah. And A-Rod and A-Rod and Lori apparently got their finances together. And I think, I don't they're know if the they officially control the team, but it, it's it's going to happen. And if that's not like one of the first things that they do as as like full controlling owners, uh, I don't know. Get KG back in Target Center. Uh, anyways, gentlemen, uh, we got to wrap things up here on the Score North Taxi Squad. A lively show. It will continue to be lively shows as the offseason progresses. Again, we will be wall-to-wall with as much Vikings news that will be coming out here on the Taxi Squad. Of course, we'll continue to cover the Wolves, can, can, continue to cover the Wild, and obviously continue to cover anything else that comes up in Minnesota sports. How about that Golden Gopher men's basketball team? With They're like 10 games over 500 or something That's like that. Spot. They're actually Playing having a really well. good season. Well, so if Christ. they continue to play well, we'll talk about them and everything more grants thank you for joining us today Thanks this was an absolute me. treat we literally were going to record like five minutes before the show we asked hey you want to come on and you just decided to come on and we appreciate it it's been more than a year please feel free to come on as it's often fun. as you thank want you. 
Because honestly, I have some of the most lively sports conversations out of anybody than I do with Grant, and it's <laughs> a do. shame we most do. of the time that it happens off the air. Yeah, probably because we're incorporating some curse words and stuff like that. So yeah. we got to clean things up when we go on the air and everything like that. <laughs> but we do it for you. We do it for you, uh, the listeners. Uh, AJ had to bounce a little bit early because he's doing his Judd's hockey show. He wanted to catch all the wild game. But that's Artist Woods. That's Grant Wengstern. I'm Jason Stormer, guys. Wait, any, wait. I, think I, I, I want to say one, one more, more thing. thing. I was gonna. You stepped on my touchdown calls, uh, guys. Uh, any final thoughts I before thought. we wrap up the show? Oh, one thing. I got one thing. We didn't get any twins talking, obviously, because it's not that time. But pitchers and catchers report in about a month. All Very right. exciting. Very exciting. But I got to say this. Shame on you, Minnesota Twins. You disappoint me right now. And I know we're not going to get into it. But your lack of movement and free agency and your BS excuse for not having any broadcasting money is enough. Stop it. And may, be a man, get some players, and give us the team that we deserve because that team made some strides last year. And now we're behind the eight ball. And I am ashamed of you. Love you. That's all. That's my. Mind. I'm ashamed of that's, you. That's that's it. Love you. Couldn't say better myself. Couldn't say better myself. I just the twins. <laughs> and Sonny Gray signed like two seconds after free agency started. So he couldn't wait to get he out of here. Hated Rocco like we all do. Oh, wait, no, I didn't say that out loud. But he hated Rocco. He wanted nothing to do with this team. He wasn't going to play for him. They couldn't stand each other. But yeah. You lose. You lose a Cy Young backup or second. What second voting yep, in Cy yep, Young, yep, yep, and then yep. Kenta Maeda, who was third in Cy Young voting a couple, couple years, years ago. ago. Yep. Yeah, it's just a great start. Yeah. Yeah. We Thank told you. yeah, when Sonny Gray signed with the Cardinals, we didn't even mention that here on the text squad. <laughs> At that point, that's when I knew it was just like it, there's not even really much of a point to talk about any twins uh, offseason yeah, stuff. But I know. I just they, you know me, I'm a diehard I know, twins guy. My, I know, but hey, game. hey, Joe Mauer, first ballot Hall of Famer. It's looking gonna really happen. good. It's looking really good, which is just mind blowing. Grant, we did not think no. that this was possible. No. Nope. But I, you are the biggest Joe Mauer stand that I know and everything like that. And there's nobody happier about that. I'm, I'm sure you're just watching the ballot every single day. I think day. the update right now is like 82% or something. And like that. I have booked my flights. I have booked my <laughs> hotel. Well, actually, I actually did it in our Airbnb. I am ready to go to Cooperstown yes, July go. 19th through the 22nd to watch my man Mauer get inducted. Let's go. Let's go. Oh All right God. now. All right now. Artists, any final thoughts for you? Upset of the weekend. Vikings fans will not like hearing this. The Green Bay Packers oh, will beat the Dallas Cowboys and knock them out of the postseason. Man, you're beating Dallas. Yes, I, mean, I like that. Yes, sir. I yes, like sir. that. I yes. hate the I'm Packers. I'm putting it on yeah. record. I'm bold enough to put it on record. They it's, will upset the Dallas Cowboys. It's not. I don't think it's far-fetched, nope. though. You know I what? Like I, I don't it. know what the line is, but like Green Bay is hot. Um, I think they're going to be inspired to beat their old coach. Granted, I think Mark McCarthy is going to be inspired to beat his old team and everything like that. But I just... The Dallas Cowboys in the postseason, they, you can't trust them unless it's the 90s. You just can't trust them. I don't know. And this Dak's is probably class- going to throw some weird interceptions. I don't know. This is a classic 90s matchup, too. Nine, Packers, Cowboys, Packers, yes. Niners back True. in the day. I love this. The, this is just a playoff weekend of reunions. Kyrie, yes. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You got uh, the Lions bringing back uh, uh, Stafford. Stafford. Yep. You yep. got McCarthy. I mean, there's so many reunions that are going on. It's just like, <laughs> I love it. I, and I, I not wait. to make this awkward, but technically Deshaun Watson should should be playing his reunion in Houston this weekend too. If that uh, actually would have uh, played out oh, wow. that way, look at you. I think a, artists. I think a lot of people are trying to forget about Deshaun Watson, especially <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Because look what Joe Flacco's doing instead of him. Huh? Yeah, pay him all that money. Good luck to you, Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year, probably. By the way, how does he do that? How does Flacco come in two years ago? What did mm-hmm. he? Wasn't he done two years ago? I think so. The way he ended his career, mm-hmm. and he has come back, and I, I did this noodle arm because I just was like, that was that was the end of his career. But yeah. now it's like, dude, gunslinger yeah. out there. Yeah. 
Vikings didn't need him. Vikings didn't need him. That's right. He was on. He was available when we traded for Josh Dobbs, but we didn't need him. We didn't need him. All right, we got to wrap up Taxi Squad, everyone. Thanks so much for listening and watching. My name is Jason Stormer. That's Artist Woods, and that's our special guest Grant Wengstern. Thanks again for coming on, buddy. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Let's see where can you find this lovely podcast? Oh yeah, ScoreNorth.com, the Score North mobile app, Uh, Apple, Spotify. You want to see our lovely faces though? You can check us out on the Score North YouTube channel. Again, my name is Jason Stormer, Artist Woods, Artist Woods, Grant Wexstern, AJ Fredrickson had to leave a little bit early, but he will be back next week as well. And until then, have a wonderful week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Score North Taxi Squad. Take care. Bye bye.